Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. We've been following the life and times of uh, my friend Beeman, and we're on day three of his story. We saw day one. Uh, if you if you're just tuning in and you haven't heard the beginning of the story, you should go back and listen. Beeman was essentially abandoned by his parents. Day two, he learns forgiveness. He learns that all of that inside of him was eating him up like a cancer. And now we're to day three. We're going to see Beeman and how he avoids complacency in his Christian walk. And complaineria. And he has such a tremendous opportunity to be bitter, to, as he's gotten older, to complain about how things didn't go right, and just to have a negative attitude. And I see so many people that their life didn't go the way they thought it should have. And in Beeman's case, it did not go the way I would think his life would go. And yet, instead of being bitter and complain all the time, and to have a life that is pretty unfulfilled, with good reason, stay tuned to what changes him and changes his life. You'll be amazed. Yeah, how do you make the choice to go closer? I'd say believers over 40 have two problems. They become complacent or have complaineria. You know, how do you stay on fire for Jesus like you do? Well, it doesn't go without me falling into those temptations. We all get trapped into what's going on to the cares of the world. But I've noticed myself personally that the further I get towards the news and worried about what's going on in D.C. and stuff like that, I'll look back and find out, well, wait a minute, I hadn't been in God's Word in four or five weeks. Mm. And if I put myself back in God's Word and put myself back on my face before Him and seeking His guidance and direction and turning over the White House and turning over these politics to the Lord, you know, they can do whatever they think they want to do, but God's in charge. He's got every bit of it under control. And He's letting them do what He wants them to do and what He doesn't want them to do, they're not going to do. You know, and all we can do is plead the blood of Christ over our country to come back under one nation under God. But if we don't have our lives straight with the Lord, it doesn't matter if the nation comes back to one nation under God or not, because we'll be left here if we're not where we need to be with Christ. And the only way to do it is in God's Word. I mean, God's Word is the only answer to any of it. We have to stay in His Word. That's the only thing that washes our minds and our spirits. That's the only thing that draws us closer to Him. You know, I, I mean, got to have that personal relationship with God. You know, and at what cost do we give that up? I mean, do we give that up for politics and stuff as our relationship with God? I mean, that's the most important thing. All this other stuff's going by the wayside anyway. I feel like that is a great temptation. I mean, I went down that rabbit hole. Absolutely. I just, this election, I turned into a total lunatic, spent more time on news apps 
than on, say, the Gotanda map, growing closer to Jesus. And it was a real stumbling block. And I, I mean, it got, it was so bad, I would just automatically go to those apps on my phone. I erased those apps. Right. And I jonesed <laughs> for about 48 hours yeah. <laughs> because I felt like I was part of something and that I was missing out. And then yesterday, I just realized how much more peace was in my life right. not knowing uh, what's going on. <laughs> well, mean, and you're so much nicer now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Well, the, the big thing is, too, I've noticed more than anything is when I'm looking at something or I'm hearing someone talk or if, if I'm out with a bunch of the guys talking and they're talking about someone going through something, if my mind immediately goes to pray for them, I know that I'm in tune with God and His Word. Wow. If my mind goes to just sit around and talk about Him, I know that I've missed something somewhere. I've got, you know, I'll I'll hear something on the radio where someone's talking about something and immediately God will tell me to pray for them. If I don't hear that, then I, I'm looking to, okay, Lord, what am, where am I at? Because I'm not in tune with your Holy Spirit telling me what to do because the desire to pray for these people didn't even pop up. You know, that has to be the most important thing is God can reach over and say, pray, and we pray. Or we just get wrapped up in the situation and, do, like you say, complain about it. Talk to me a little bit more about um, your prayer life. Prayer, from a research standpoint, is very, very hard to research because even atheists, 25% of the atheists pray. So talk to me right. about prayer that works. How does it work for you? I take God's word literally most of the time. I mean, that's I, I'd like to take it all the time, but sometimes I don't understand what I'm reading. But anyway, the thing with me more than anything is I enter the Lord when I start my prayer time with praise and worship. I have praise and worship on my phone that I turn on and and I and I start it off with God's word. You know, and I have that hand in hand together, and I literally enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise and worship. And then I go into my prayer time. It's not always 100%. You know, I've got all my thoughts right on the Lord. I mean, Satan fights everywhere he can, but I do my best every day, you know, to make sure when I enter into that worship time that everything around me is quiet. It's just me and him. And it's just because God's wanting it. He's wanting that relationship. You know, it's it's like a guy told me several years ago. He goes, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. And I got up every morning at five o'clock and uh, went into my study and got my word out. And I spent time in prayer and did that for a year. And my business started flourishing and I, I got too busy to go in there. And he goes, six months went by. One morning I got up, the door was ajar and the fireplace was going and I walked into the room to see what was going on, and he said, the Lord was sitting in the chair. He said, Lord, what are you doing? He goes, I've been sitting here every day waiting on you. God's there waiting on us, but we just have to make the effort to get in there and do it. I mean, he's there to make sure, but, you know, God's Word has got to be the number one thing that we go to. I mean, he's going to speak to us through his Word. He's going to—that's literally going to be something that— we put into our hearts because God says, you seek me, you'll find me. Just seek me. I'm there. But we have to make that effort. We have to make that through all the challenges that Satan throws out there and the hurdles that we have to go through. 
we have to make that effort every day. I mean, that's our fuel for the day. That's our fuel for, for life is to make sure we have that relationship with Christ and we're in his word and we're on our faces before him. It doesn't always need to be, you know, woe is me factor. It just needs to be if you don't do nothing else but get in there and just worship him. And I mean, he wants that. That's his, that's his desire is for us to want to worship him. Early on when we were doing research about the impact the Bible plays in people's lives, uh, we ha- asked open-ended questions, you know, how do you hear from God and to thousands of people? And, and we found people like you that were mature believers in the Word, and this fantastic finding came out that people like you They're able to discern the Holy Spirit much better than anyone else. How do you discern when the Holy Spirit is talking to you versus uh, maybe Satan posing as an angel of light? Because people get confused, especially people that are uh, new believers and not mature believers. Maybe they don't read the Bible, but once a week or maybe never— how has that advantage of hearing from the Holy Spirit helped you in your spiritual life? Well, I've come through the years to understand that when Satan's telling me to do something, it never lines up with God's Word and never leads me to the cross. And every time that God tells me to do something, it takes me back to the cross. It always brings me back closer to Him. It brings me to a point to where it literally opens doors that would never get opened. I've had Satan tell me to do things that you in your brain, you think, wow, that's the way it should go. But when you get in God's word, you find out that it's totally different. He's changed. He's changed right. it up some way, just like he did with Adam and Eve. Just change one word and it takes you down a road of constru- you know, destruction. It's why it's so crucial to have God's word hidden in your heart. At some point, we, that's the only only place it's going to be. It's coming to that point in our in our world to where they're not going to let you have scripture. And if you don't have it hidden in your heart and it's not part of your life, then, you know, it's going to be a tough road to hold. When you first started with Larry the Cable Guy and those guys, uh, wasn't that kind of scary for you? What did you think? What were your first thoughts working with those crazy guys? Well, I mean, the the thing with with, uh, Dan and Kara was that, you know, they're good people. So... To hear Dan get up and tell his jokes, they were never PG-13, as, I mean, when I was around. <laughs> Pretty good yeah, for 13 exactly. minutes. <laughs> you know, but, you know, the the thing with with um, pretty much any secular tour is everybody thinks they deserve something that they don't. You know, and you've got people that oh, all of a sudden, hmm. you know, they get a title and they make make trouble for everybody else. Um, you know, titles are titles. People look at the the people. You know, Dan and Kara are like magnets. They draw people to them because they're great people. You yeah, know, they do. And the other people yeah. that that get out there, Dan and Kara is not the first tour that's had them, but it pushes people away. That's what pushed me away from Dan and Kara's tour was the people that worked for Dan and Kara. But the the thing of it is is that. Dan and Kara didn't want them working there either. And they were kind of in a catch-22. And so God had a plan 
I didn't have a clue what the plan was, but God had a plan, and it worked the way the Lord wanted it to work. And it was basically just being there because Dan and Kara asked me to, and that was the reason. And other people nice. even tried to stop it. I mean, I I know the the second tour, the tour that the one gentleman quit on, um, he had actually went over and above Dan and told the leasing company that that they wanted a different bus, a different driver that I wasn't allowed out there. And Dan intervened and, and stopped it. And all this was going on behind the scenes. I knew nothing about it until later. And Kara says how you've had such a tremendous impact on, on their spiritual lives. That's tremendous. You spending time with them and the life change, you've got to be proud of them. I, I'm proud is probably the, the wrong word, but, you know, her book, you know, being a bestseller, to think you've had a part in uh, bringing someone to the kingdom has got to be one of the ultimate, I would think. It, it's, a, it's a big desire in my heart. My neighbor across the street passed away this last summer, 83 years old from cancer. And with COVID going on, that's one of the things I can say through that year was a positive I got to spend several days at the hospital with him and seen him give his life to the Lord. And and he even wow. got to see a vision from God during one of his tests where God visited him. And, and uh, he came out, he was an atheist. And I didn't know that until later. And he was into black wow. magic and everything else. But yeah, I was up with him until the day he died and got to pray with him every day and, and see a big change in his life and, and know that he's in heaven today. My prayer and my heart desire is, is nothing but to win souls for Christ. I'm not here to be a teacher. I'm not here to be anything other than the Lord just used me to win souls for you because that's to me, is the ultimate thing. Isn't that the greatest lesson in trusting God, too? We make it so much about ourselves all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. We're not working, and so, you know— I'm thinking, man, we, we need to get some money here. We we have to be working. But how God stops us, uh, Beeman wasn't out on the road, so he was able to go and uh, deliver the gospel to this person. So if, trust God. He's working. Yeah, he's working. And uh, and we did. We, I mean, we like I said, we got wrapped up in politics or all of this COVID stuff. And, uh, and I had my own... Uh, on my face with the Lord, as you put it, Beeman. But God is working. He's in control of everything, and that's following Jesus. It's taking our lives and not trying to control them ourselves, not trying to help God out, but to completely give ourselves over to his will and his plan. Amen. The big theme of the day, Arnie, was complainaria. How do we uh, go into this week by avoiding complainaria? You've got a choice. And Beeman has uh, illustrated this so well. One thing is for certain, you can't change the past. And Beeman is a classic example of this, is live for Jesus each day, move closer to him, and how prayer makes a tremendous difference in your life. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Monday. Has today's podcast encouraged you to go closer to God? Great. Be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet, subscribe today.